Welcome to Into the Well. I'm your host, Ryan Wilms. I started this show as a place to share my experiences and my journey towards living authentically and mindfully, and also to learn from those who are truly walking the path, healing themselves and inspiring others. By balancing the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual, we can learn to live in harmony with ourselves and our environment. We'll be exploring different tools and modalities used to create sustainable well-being for a fulfilling life. So thank you for joining me. On this episode of the podcast, I have a chat with Bryce Partouche, the founder and creative director of Satisfy, a high-end running brand out of Paris. We talk about him growing up in the fashion and clothing industry, being creative in Paris, growing up, looking at American culture from afar, getting into punk music and skateboarding, and then getting into running as an adult and where that's sort of taken him and how it's opened him up to different modalities and sort of an evolution of the way that he approached the world through skateboarding he's now doing with running and uh, sharing some of the creative process for his brand. Hope you enjoy it. All right. Well, thanks again for for making the time and chatting uh, on the other side of the world in a pretty strange time in the world at the moment. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Are you in Paris now? Yes, I am in Paris. I'm based in Paris and uh, things are getting back to uh, not to normal. I mean, life has, has changed, but uh, it's getting better. Like a bunch of people uh, out in the streets hanging and uh, celebrating the end of the lockdown. So mm-hmm. it's nice to, to see, to watch. But yeah, you can tell. Uh, it's, I, th- I, I think it's on a personal level, I think it's hard to reconnect after uh, two months of lockdown. And I, mm-hmm. I actually really appreciate, I appreciated the, the lockdown. Like uh, uh, I, I took time for myself. Uh, it, it was actually a good, uh, a good experience. And um, I find it difficult now to, to reconnect. I mean, mm. it's, it's not easy. Um, and, but I'm not the only one in this, uh, in that case. So, uh, uh, I think we are all, uh, uh, looking for like the right way, uh, to, to, to reconnect. So it's strange. You know, even when you see people, you don't really know if you like, you know, like you keep the distance, but then, you know, you, you completely forget about it mm-hmm. and then you forgive, uh, forget about it. And then you just, uh, hug and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very strange, um, strange situation yeah. and of course we have never experienced this before so we don't really know uh how to handle this so i guess we are, we just do a we just do the best we can and uh what we think uh, is the best but you know we have we have no we obviously have no clue uh how it should be yeah <laughs> yeah it's pretty strange for sure um i feel like things in la were just starting to get back to normal on some level but now there's riots going on and protests and things so it it still feels yeah. even weirder almost than it has the last couple of months yes yes i saw i mean uh, my, my my instagram feed is uh is filled with uh crazy images from uh from my friends uh protesting uh into the riots and yeah it, it's 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 crazy so on top of that you also have uh those uh those problems mm-hmm. well um i guess taking a step back from that maybe we can sort of dive into a little bit more sort of of your own story um you know you've been doing satisfy now for about five years is that right yes yes i started uh, five years ago um i i i'm pretty new to running i've started to run maybe six or seven years ago like six Mm -hmm. six years ago let's say and uh 
I was not into running at all. I've never run in my life. Uh, I always uh, hated sports. I was uh, into, I mean, I grew up uh, skateboarding and, and playing uh, punk rock uh, in bands. So uh, uh, sports was not my uh, priority. Uh, but uh, I found running um, because I think I wanted to step out of my uh, comfort zone in the beginning. Mm. And um, since I was pretty uh, like a healthy person, it was technically easy to, to run, to start to run. Uh, I didn't have to, you know, to work on my breath or on my, on my, I don't know, my legs. I mean, it was, the mechanic was there. Uh, and what I really liked was um, this uh, feeling of getting high uh, when I run. And uh, maybe not the first runs, but uh, quickly, I, I, I feel that I was... Uh, I was approaching like a state of mind that I've never experienced before. Or maybe I had, uh, I don't know, maybe like when I was playing music or, you know, right before you go on stage, you know, you have this excitation and this uh, mm -hmm. excitement. Um, and uh, so this feeling when your brain uh, uh, starts to, to float, uh, that is, I guess, it's called the runner's high or the flow, or, you know, you, mm -hmm. you can call it, uh, you know, um, uh, it's a very, it's a very, um, uh, uh, exceptional experience. And I guess I wanted to, to run again because I, I wanted to, to reach, uh, the high again. So, uh, I became obsessed with running and, um, while I was running, uh, I, I started to think about like what was missing in the, in the running, uh, in the running world, in the running community. And, um, the, the message from, uh, the brands, the other brands, was not relevant to me because coming from skateboarding, I didn't, I didn't care about uh, like performance and, and technology. To me, it mm -hmm. was uh, all about like, uh, you know, like uh, doing my, my solo run. I didn't want to run with 20 people I don't know. I didn't want to belong to a run club or, you know, it was not my, um, it's, it was not the way I wanted to, to run. Uh, so I wanted to, um, uh, Yeah, to me, to me, running was like skateboarding. It's it's something you do on your own and and for your own reason. It's a response to exterior uh, stimuli. So mm -hmm. uh, it's very personal, and and everybody has his, his own uh, its own reason to to run. Um, so uh, so yeah, I started to think about this brand, about about satisfy, and what was missing uh in the in the running uh, uh industry but also i wanted to make a product with a purpose i wanted to make product that will help you to reach this uh, state of mind to reach the high so uh it was clear uh, that i wanted to make like a like a premium brand because um uh, if you want to reach the high i wanted like the best fabrics i wanted uh, uh the best uh, product construction Uh, mm -hmm. So it was really product oriented, but the type of performance I was looking for was not like running faster or, or, uh, you know, it was not about the, the, what you expect from a performance uh, brand. It was really about, uh, uh, getting high when you, when you run basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, in the running world, usually the more expensive stuff is so much more tied in with performance or technology And, you know, you have, there's technology in your product in terms of the high quality fabrics and things like that. 
but it's such a, you know, it's an interesting thing to bring to the, to the market of running sort of this idea of outsider independence, do it yourself. And this sort of mix of like analog, be it like cotton moth eaten, the graphics, but then also the high end, which makes it more expensive but yeah, more, I mean, more, more inspired by the feeling than exactly than by the feeling, else. but also also by the culture. Because when I started to run, uh, I was wearing just like a, you know like a vintage Bansty and uh, and and a pair of shorts, and and I like this idea of like uh, uh, running in cotton. I always, I mean, I, I still run in cotton. I, I love it. Like if I even if I do like a like a half or you know, I I would wear I would wear cotton. I like to. It makes me happy when I see my sweat, you know, in my cotton. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's a great, it's a great feeling. So, um, so yeah, but we, um, uh, uh, of, of course, the product is expensive, uh, uh, but it was, a, it was a choice in the beginning. I mean, we, we use, um, like in France, we used to have uh, silk makers that moved to Asia in the 60s, 70s. So, uh, in France, you had this uh, 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 supplier, these mills that, uh, with like a knowledge, like a know-how to 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 produce silk, but there was no business, so they mm. had to pivot their industry uh, to like to pivot from silk making to uh, technical fibers making, and working with these companies um, helped us to 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 develop this type of fabric, very very silky. Um, very, very soft, and it, it, it gives like this unique sensation against your your skin. Uh, that that is, I mean, you can't compare with other brands. It's not like polyester. We use polyamide, which is a completely uh, not completely different, but it has another uh, uh, feeling, like a hand feel. Mm-hmm. And um, also, we decided to produce uh, uh, in Europe, so we want to to keep the brand very sustainable. Uh, so all of this makes the brand, uh, uh, of course, uh, uh, high end and with with a premium uh, uh, prices. Uh, on the other hand, we also develop everything in house. Everything is prototyped in Paris. Uh, mm-hmm. We work as a, like a, like an atelier. So uh, we are more like a maison de couture that makes uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, technical uh, technical uh, uh, products, you know, than like a mass market brand. Uh, you know, with we, we, uh, it's not about just putting a print on a product. You know, it's really about uh, developing uh, developing product, testing, developing fabrics. So it's like a, it's a real uh, workshop, like an atelier uh, uh, that we have uh, here in Paris. Yeah, I can imagine, especially starting such a sort of small scale and creating such a high end unique product. It's from my experience, pretty challenging to do that. You do have um, some years of experience in making clothes and making products like that, but was it a challenging transition to start making this sort of technical running product? Uh, Yes and no. It was, I mean, I've been in this, uh, in the fashion industry for like almost uh, 20 years I don't know if it makes me like a veteran, but I, I hope not. Uh, but uh, being in this industry, I mean, I'm in contact um, uh, with uh, with suppliers, with like uh, producers. So uh, even if I was doing like a completely different product, um, I was aware of the new uh, 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 technology about the fabrics, about the mm. suppliers. So uh, and I've always been interested in. Um, 
in, uh, in technical fabrics and and how to make uh, 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 good products. So it was not so that difficult. The difficult part was um, uh, the, the, the distribution, like the challenge. It was also the, the distribution. And when you go to like uh, uh, like uh, when you see like a, a fashion store, like a high end store, like. A, Like, uh, like, like Colette or, or, or Bunny's at the time. And you're like, okay, um, we, we do, uh, uh, we do uh, running clothes and we want you to buy, uh, to buy our shorts, you know, our $300 shorts. Uh, that's, uh, that's pretty uh, challenging. But the good news is that, uh, even when you work with like, um, with people like, uh, like Sarah from Colette, I mean, they are real, real buyers. Like they, 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 they buy products because they believe into a category. They believe in someone. And what I always say is that well-being is a new good-looking. So if you understand this, well, uh, there's a, a new, a completely like a new, you have a new vision, a new perspective on the, on the whole industry. And uh, uh, the idea was to uh, tell those stores that uh, the wellness category or, or the wellness is like, a, they have to, to get like a holistic approach of, of this. So it's not, uh, not only about brands, you know, but... Uh, Uh, it's about uh, it's about uh, how how to become a, a, a better person and through uh, through uh, basically what they do through a business you know so it makes them explore um, uh, other uh, other brands other other products uh, nutrition uh, uh, meditation like uh, the scope is uh, is huge so I, I hope we help them also to 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 have a, a better vision and a, a wider vision of, mm-hmm. uh, of, uh, of this, uh, uh, yes, of this wellness. Uh, 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 I don't like to say category, but, you know, for them <laughs> it's a category. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's the interesting thing is like that is how people live and they want that type of product more often, but it's challenging with buyers because at the end of the day, many of them aren't like Sarah following their intuition and like feeling it's more about a spreadsheet and the numbers. And if, you know, especially for something that's unknown or untested, they're so conservative a lot of the time. So it's hard to find those, those buyers that will believe in a brand and believe in, you know, the, the lifestyle and, and what's behind it beyond just like the, the price points and the margins. Yes. Unfortunately we, we, uh, We had a very good uh, um, first uh, show uh, during our first fashion week. Uh, I think uh, buyers uh, were very, um, uh, I mean, for, for them, it was also like uh, they were taking a risk, you know. And uh, so we all played the game. And, and at the end, uh, I think everyone uh, has, a, has a, had a great experience with, 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 with a brand in, in two stores. But... The distribution is uh, is is challenging, of course, and especially uh, uh, during uh, like now actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but for us, it's also um, uh, you know we always build the brand on both direct to consumer and also through uh, wholesale distribution, and mm-hmm. um, so uh, 
that's a, that's a completely uh, different approach. We love we love working uh, uh, with wholesalers. For us, we like to we like to see wholesalers as storytellers. You know, they're going to help us to tell the story and to spread the word. And and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, the, what we do uh, when we work uh, uh, with with wholesalers is basically um, we we offer there sometimes like uh, a capsule collection or or, or we do uh, events like for example we did uh, a series of. Uh, pop-up stores for marathons. So we did London with Browns. We did uh, we did in Paris. We did with Fred Seagull in Los Angeles. Um, so it's great because uh, uh, what 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 it does is you also inspire people to run. Like you know, mm-hmm. uh, people who goes to fashion stores. Are not uh, I mean, uh, it's not obvious for them that the fashion store we carry some sports brand, but maybe uh, we are inspiring uh, uh, people to to run, and that's a great part of. Um, of, uh, of this adventure. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I had an experience where, I don't know, it was maybe eight or nine years ago now, but I went to a Nike store and was just like, okay, I'm going to buy like a running outfit. And, you know, putting that on was an inspiration to start running. And I think like, it's true that, you know, a cool pair of shoes or a cool pair of shorts or whatever it is can be yeah. that sort of fire or spark that is like, oh, now I'm excited to go do this activity. And then, you know, you never know where it goes from there and it can change your life. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious as well about, um, you know, running has this sort of American feel and history to it. Um, obviously, punk music and and skateboarding do as well did you grow up sort of looking at american culture and these things uh with a perspective or interest in it well i i always been uh, fascinated by uh by american culture i think it's from uh i don't know i mean probably from my from my dad who who we used to to uh, he was in the fashion industry too and um he basically uh Imported jeans like denim uh, to France in the in the seventies. So I grew up with um, uh, with a denim maker uh, dad. So mm. I was going to uh, to flea markets and to uh, you know like a collect- we were collecting like uh, uh, I don't know like fifties backlight uh, uh, radios or uh, or vintage uh, uh, jeans or uh, you know re- music rec- like records and stuff, um, but. I, what, what I like, I mean, my my my, uh, my vision of Americana is is completely. I really have like a romantic, romantic approach uh, with with America. To me, it's like a, a Jim Jarmusch movie, or mm. it's like uh, it's like like a, a, the new Hollywood uh, movies from the late sixties. Uh, like Easy Rider, you know. Mm. That's that's uh, the America I, uh, I I I like, and I and I uh, that's my vision of American. Obviously. Uh, it's not that, and um, but I like the idea of being uh, in Europe and um, seeing America through uh, the lens of uh, a European person, you know. So it creates something which doesn't really exist, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I like the idea of this romantic take on running. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of leaving the, the the city and driving for five hours just to 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 go for a run for two hours in the desert, you know. I like this idea. Mm. Uh, and uh, this is what we try to do with our imagery uh, that is mostly uh, based uh, in the U.S. because also, like, the landscapes are amazing. Mm. And, 
yeah, and I guess I have this uh, fascination too for uh, for the great outdoors and uh, for uh, for uh, uh, the the Americana from the late sixties through uh, um, through those uh, those movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you spent a lot of time in America, or did you get to explore some places you haven't seen before with shooting the campaigns? Yeah, it's like uh, I mean, I, I I go quite a lot to uh, to Los Angeles because first I, I like it and uh, and uh, I like music, I like running, so you know, like Los Angeles sounds like a, a good spot for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I uh, yeah, for running, I went to I went to Nashville, I went to New York, of course, I went to uh, I went went to Utah to shoot a campaign. Um, so so yeah, it's. Um, yeah, I love it out there. Yeah. So when you once you sort of created this brand and this sort of idea of running that was a bit sort of outside of what the norm is, or sort of the more corporate running, which really dominates the sport. Did you find people connecting with it pretty quickly? Like, oh, this feels like it's for me, or this is different enough, or you know, I imagine I must have pulled in people from different sort of walks of life. Yeah. Yes. Well. You know, when I, when I start something, I always uh, tell myself, okay, if I have this feeling, I can't be the only one. Like there must be like uh, other people like me. Uh, I'm not unique, you know. Like I'm sure people with my background, like people from uh, from the skateboard scene, and you know, from uh, uh, the, the thing is that big corporate uh, uh, running brands thinks that runners are just runners, and runners are not only runners, and. Uh, uh, runners like music, they like uh, fashion, they like food, they like uh, you know uh, art, uh, whatever. You know, you're not only a runner. And and uh, what I what I was really missing is the cultural value added to the brands. Uh, and for me, it was very essential to bring a cultural value to the product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was obvious because I grew up with uh, again, I grew up with skateboarding, and skateboarding was only about. Uh, cultural value, uh, if you take the brand, uh, I don't know, like the brand Fucked, it mm-hmm. was just uh, references from music, uh, literally on T-shirts, you know, it was super mm-hmm. obvious, but it was just cool. And and uh, and I guess uh, it really uh, in- inspired me. Yeah, I imagine. Do you, do you find like, like yourself, people who used to skateboard getting into running? Because skateboarding is a pretty tough sport on the body, especially as you get older. And, yeah, yeah. you know, but people still want to have either community for sport or, you know, just being active and being healthy. But I'm curious if you found like more people from skateboarding getting into running as they get older. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, most of my friends actually are now runners and we all used to skate together. And so, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't skate anymore. Like I, I do sometimes, but really, uh, very occasionally, but, um, I have a bunch of friends, uh, that are runners now and they still skateboard and yeah. And, uh, and, uh, it's, it's basically the same, almost the same feeling because skateboarding is a, is a trip. Like it's a, it's a, it's, it's a trip when you go with your friend and you, you skate, you, you're on your own, you are super focused, but you, you do this with, with, with friends. So, and when, uh, when you run, I feel that it's, uh, it's exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently you just released a new collection that's not necessarily about running, but more, I think it's called studio and it's more about sort of yoga and, and different types of movement. I'm curious, you know, like, is that, you know, you've mentioned sort of the state of mind and sort of finding this 
piece as well, like a part of your own sort of experience. Is there a mindfulness practice? Is there a yoga practice that sort of fits into this world that's beyond the running piece? Yeah, I, well, I believe um, first I personally don't meditate because I find meditation in running. So I don't, I don't, um, yeah, I don't want to meditate. I think uh, running is is enough for me, and I, and I like it. And and uh, so I'm not very attracted by meditation, but I totally, uh, I totally understand uh, uh, meditation. Um, and for 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 yoga, I mean, when when you train for a race or when you when you when you train or when you don't want to get injured, I mean, yoga is uh, is clearly like a, a complementary practice for for runners. So I encourage, of course, uh, uh, runners uh, to uh, to to do yoga or to stretch or you know to to uh, not to only run. And I, I I know that because I used to just run, and of course I got like many injuries, and now I'm a bit more like. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, precautionous with my uh, with my body, and and I started to do to do yoga. So this inspired me to um, to create this uh, this capsule uh, uh, collection based around um, uh, yoga. But what we really want to do is to explore every activities uh, where you can get high. I I don't think we will we will do some like uh, you know. Uh, uh, products to play games like, you know, tennis or soccer or mm-hmm. be, because it's not about scoring. Again, skateboarding was not about scoring, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, um, uh, uh, if you're a skateboarder, you, you don't care about the X games. You know, you do care about uh, going with your friends uh, uh, and skate. So um, uh, the idea around this brand was a, a first exploration of, an, of other activities where you can get high. And of course, yoga and meditation was an obvious choice because also it's it's directly connected to to running and it's completely uh, uh, complementary to 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 running. So um, we um, we uh, we went to this uh, uh, place in Malibu called Woodshed Recording, which is a a, a music uh, a recording uh, music studio. Uh, where like a bunch of uh, great artists recorded like uh, Kanye or Nick Cave or Lee Young. Um, and we spent one day there with uh, Guy Blakesley, who is, who is like a musician from Los Angeles, and uh, Yancy Schwartz, who is uh, a yogi uh, from, uh, from Los Angeles too. And um, together they composed uh, a piece Yancy composed uh, with yoga and Guy composed with his guitar and with keyboards. And both, uh, uh, well, together they created this um, uh, series of four uh, 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 improvisation uh, pieces that we recorded uh, on, uh, on on an album that we will release soon. So, um, uh, yeah, to me, this is like a really like complete approach of uh, of uh, of the high, you know, when you manage to uh, to create this synergy between uh, two people, one is from music and one is from uh, like uh, the the yoga world, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like this idea that you can they can compose together and uh, and uh, yeah, and satisfy is uh, of uh, of uh, this experience. Yeah, that's cool. You know, with the, with the sort of creative process and being able to bring this 
you know, product to life with all this sort of deeper sort of connection and, and, and humans. And, uh, you know, something I've noticed is like the packaging is really nicely done and the, there's like so many pieces of the brand beyond the actual product that you end up wearing. How sort of important is that factor for you to sort of have this really holistic thing from, from picking some sort of unique fabric to the packaging, to an installation, to bringing together a yogi and a musician and, and bringing this whole sort of world to life with that sort of richness. I think it's a, the process is pretty uh, natural for me. I mean, this is how I, so how I do things. Um, yeah, it's very hard to to answer to this question because it's so natural that I don't even mm. uh, I don't I don't even know actually. <laughs> and I, I uh, uh, to me it's obvious that everything has to be consistent and relevant and um, and uh, and holistic. So uh, 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 yeah, I mean the the way it looks or the design is pretty uh, subjective, you know. So. Some people will like it, some won't. But at the end, what matters is to to bring like a, a piece which is completely uh, 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 consistent and um, and makes sense, uh, but with a purpose. So everything has a purpose. Like everything is designed uh, with a for for a reason. And uh, uh, if you take the running line, if it's not right for running, we don't produce it. Mm-hmm. Have you not made products that you were excited about just because it didn't have that sort of functional aspect to it? Yeah, I mean, we, we can sell a lot of products. Like sometimes we create and sometimes we're like, oh, we don't need this. So mm. uh, like I'm always super happy when I have a, when we make a collection and when we have to cancel product, it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's a great feeling actually to get rid of a product that you're like, okay, we don't need this. And, uh, you know, we, we try to, to keep it as, uh, uh, as much minimal as we can. Yeah. Well, I guess that plays into a little bit of just sort of like running a brand in 2020 and, and sort of being responsible or being sustainable in that sense. You mentioned making things in Europe, and I imagine that you're not making hundreds of thousands of pieces at a time. No. So I imagine just being smart and self-editing helps you to run just an efficient, responsible business. No, exactly. You know, being sustainable is not only about the fabrics. Um, it's easy to buy uh, recycled uh, uh, polyester. And, you know, like in, in Asia at the moment, they even produce a water bottle in order to make recycled fabrics. <laughs> so it's completely crazy. It's like pure marketing and, you know, so this is bullshit. The way a brand can be sustainable is also uh, uh, through distribution. So uh, not you don't want to overproduce. You want to keep the stock very low. You want to uh, you want to manage every uh, a piece of the puzzle. And um, this is how we do. Uh, for us, it's easy because we are uh, we are six people at Satisfice. So we are a very small company. Um, but we we control everything, so uh, we can adjust, and it's it's a luxury actually for us. It's uh, it's an, we are in an incredible position because we can decide to produce like two months in advance. Uh, we we can uh, we can uh, uh, launch like a, a drop. We can uh, we we are so free, you know. So it allows us to avoid a lot of um, of mistakes. 
because we don't have to work like one year or two years in advance, you know. Mm. Um, so it's good to keep on working uh, and, and keeping the energy always, um, to maintaining this energy, you know, and working on a, on a short-term on short term basis. Uh, it really helps also uh, in being sustainable because you control better the market, you control better uh, the the demand, and um, and yeah, and sometimes it's not because uh, that the high demand that you have to overproduce. You know, sometimes it's good to just to do like limited edition, limited edition uh, uh, products or, or collection, and when it's over, it's over. You know, and it's fine. It's not a problem actually. Yeah, it does seem like a a good way to move forward for sure. And uh, I, I agree with you. Like sometimes it's hard to like keep the energy and enthusiasm if you're working two years in advance. And then by the time the product comes out, you're not excited about it anymore. So having a, having those shorter timelines does help with that sort of energetic momentum, I find. No, yes, exactly. And what what we do at Satisfy is first we think about the content. We think about the story. We create the content first and then we develop the products around the content. So it's basically uh, like if the product are merchandising for the content. It's like if you go to a concert, you go for the band, and then uh, maybe you would buy a T-shirt on the merch table. Mm-hmm. And But it's all about the music. And the same with Satisfy. It's all about the storytelling. It's all about the content. And then we also develop like great product. The product has to be great because... If the product is not great, even if you have a great content, it doesn't work. You know, so we try to we try to to do a, a, a great content and great product, uh, but always uh, what, what matters the most is the content. Mm-hmm. That's the, the storytelling. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's cool to hear that at the forefront because it really does make it more about the product. I feel like that's you know when it's more of a brand. And more, there's more like potential for longevity with that sort of approach than it is just making making the thing to sell the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I, 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 I hope. But, I mean, uh, uh, I, I guess we are not the only ones to do this, and I hope we are not. You know, but uh, everyone can make products. You know, now mm-hmm. it's super easy to make products. You know, you. Uh, you find like an, an agent in, in Asia, in Portugal, like anywhere. And, you know, you, I, want a, I want a T-shirt and want this print and, and you have your T-shirt and your print. But mm-hmm. the, the product doesn't really, I mean, product has to be good. But if there's no storytelling around the product, well, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you don't buy a product. You buy um, the idea of what you can do or, uh, uh, with the product. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what you buy at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I find like with myself, I'll, I'll be very hesitant to buy a product from a brand, like a new brand to me until I really sort of feel like I have a grasp of what they're about and like what they're doing in the world and how, you know, all those different pieces. I, I can't just be like seduced by the product. There has to be more to it, like a deeper richness to it. Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, the, 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 the act of buying is, is political, you know, we have the power to decide what we want to buy. And mm-hmm. uh, and it's like a, it's almost like a vote, you know. If you support mm-hmm. like a, a brand or or or, uh, or, uh, or a program or whatever, I mean, that's uh, it means something. So mm-hmm. uh, 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 consuming is very very important, and we shouldn't consume, uh, uh, you know, like if it was just uh, everything was commodity. Mm-hmm. 
I'm also curious about sort of, you know, being creative from a city like, like Paris, because from the outside, I've always found a very romantic Paris and France. Um, but what sort of, it? yeah. And then, <laughs> and the more you kind of spend time there or maybe understand how the industry has worked, at least like for, for many years, it's actually quite conservative and it feels like things maybe are changing from the outside, but I wonder how your perspective on just like the creative sort of culture and creating something new in a city like Paris is today. Has that changed more recently or is it still a challenging city to do something new in? Well, I, I like to, I mean, when, when, um, when I talk about Paris, what I, what I always say is that if you come back in 200 years, Paris will look exactly the same. You know, like we have the same building, the same, uh, you know, the city is stronger than the people. And so you live in, you live in a museum. So it's great. It's beautiful. If you like, uh, if you like museum, if you like uh, history, if you like architecture, it's great. You know, uh, I guess this is also why I like uh, uh, American cities because it's always changing and the people are stronger than the city. Like the people make the city. So, that's what I don't like in Paris, you know. I, I find the city stronger than the people, and uh, obviously, it uh, it doesn't encourage uh, creativity. You can, you, you can. I mean, you could say that it's a good reason to be creative and to and to challenge the city and to. But it's you, you're losing your time, you know. Like Paris will always be Paris, and uh, you know, and 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 everybody's fine with this. Uh, but, um, I mean, we're lucky, we can travel. I mean, not at the moment, but normally we can <laughs> travel. I like the idea of uh, bringing uh, inspiration back to Paris, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and making my own world in, in Paris. And mm. uh, I think this, this can work. This works perfectly, too. Um, but I'm not inspired by Paris or by the French culture. I guess um, uh, there is this, tradition in fashion and you know we have access to uh, to fabrics and to suppliers so so yeah in a way in a way being in paris or being in france uh, for the the product part uh, uh, helps us but uh, paris is still i mean it's changing you know like the um, the, the the wellness is stronger like being like being uh, being healthy becomes like uh, it's not the norm but we're getting there, you know, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, so things are changing, but also because more and more uh, 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 people from from Asia, from the US, uh, uh, from Northern Europe, uh, come to Paris and uh, and inspire uh, uh, Parisians. So uh, it, it's changing. I'm not saying it's better. It's not. I don't know. It's it's just uh, Paris is changing, and that's good. And Paris mm-hmm. has changed a lot. Uh, in five years, actually, because five years ago it was not great at all, in terms right. of uh, in terms of uh, inspiration. And now I'm seeing that it's getting better. Yeah, that's good. Well, in terms of um, like creating your own world in Paris, you also have a cafe. Is that right? Yes, I uh, I opened a, a coffee shop with two friends. Uh, it's funny because I've opened the coffee shop the exact same day I've launched uh, Satisfy. Huh. So I remember it was a pretty uh, busy day. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, that's like quite a like new chapter all at once. Yes, yes, exactly. So what was the inspiration behind the cafe? 
Well, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I I love coffee, and I was like, I always wanted to to have a coffee shop, but uh, when I got this idea, it was like early 2000, and in in France, uh, you couldn't find any baristas, you know. I didn't want to be behind the, the, the coffee machine. I, I wanted to think about the concept and bring like healthy food and uh, um, again, uh, 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 like something, uh, something uh, 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 relevant for Paris and, uh, and, uh, and holistic as well. Uh, so like five or six years ago, uh, I found that it was the right time to, to, to do it because um, because it was uh, easier to to meet baristas and uh, and um, yeah, so I guess we belong to the third wave of coffee shop in Paris. You know, you have the uh, stack in running. You know, you have a skateboard. You have different waves, and mm-hmm. uh, we are the third wave of uh, the coffee shop in Paris. It's a very small place, but uh, everything is pretty popular. Everything is uh, is vegan. Uh, it's uh, homemade. And uh, it's all about the quality, you know. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's it's something we do for uh, for passion. So uh, this is not where we get our uh, uh, you know our, our salary at, at the end of the of the month. So uh, and it's great because we, uh, our only challenge is to make the the best uh, the best products and to create this uh, uh, nice vibe uh, in the in the cafe. So yeah, it's pretty. Uh, uh, you know, it's pretty chill actually. Yeah, it's inspiring good. too. You know, it's inspiring. We are uh, uh, sometimes we are uh, doing some fashion weeks. We invite uh, buyers and people from from the press to for runs. You know, so we we meet up at the coffee shop and and we run and then we have a breakfast there. So it's uh, yeah, it, it's it, it's nice. Yeah, but I like to tell stories. You know, like uh, the, the coffee shop. His name is Obladi, like the Beatles song Obladi mm-hmm. Oblada, mm-hmm. and it's just another story. You know, uh, um, uh, I guess the story around Obladi was to um, to bring like a slice of Los Angeles to Paris. Uh, the food is really inspired by uh, by my favorite places in Los Angeles, and uh, it, it's. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice experience. Mm-hmm. Well, I've noticed like in a couple of the interviews I read with you, you can sort of talk about, you know, when you got into running, you just wanted to run alone and, and, and that was sort of part of it. It wasn't about like the run club and the performance and that side of things, but through creating this brand and, and the cafe and sort of just by exit, like doing all the things you're doing, it feels like you've created quite a bit of community and people coming together. And, and that was, was that just sort of a byproduct of just being yourself and, and creating these things? Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I didn't think about all of this. So when I, when I started Satisfy and, uh, you know, we came with this idea of the, of running cult member and, and the cult to me is more about the culture. It's not like, uh, the religious thing, you know, mm-hmm. when everybody's doing the same thing or believing into the same things, you know. So to me, it's very about the individuality and about the culture. Um, and it's mostly about sharing uh, its, its culture uh, instead of gathering together and uh, and and running together. I I I never really understood why uh, why runners have to run all together like in clubs. I something that I. Uh, but maybe because I came to running super late, and you know, I don't have uh, I don't have the uh, 
this experience, you know. Sometimes, you know, when you when you are just uh, uh, when you jump into something new, you know, you just discovering and you're like, oh, why is it like this? You know, because you don't have the background, you don't understand. And um, and I guess to me that uh, that's the reason why, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I've discovered running clubs uh, like lately, basically. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. But I think satisfy, uh, I mean, some people will, will, some people don't get it, you know, some people that don't understand what we do uh, uh, because there's, a big part of culture and and maybe um, uh, and maybe what we do is not obvious to them, you know. Uh, but on another hand, we also inspire people who are not runners and they understand the culture, you know. They, mm-hmm. they don't understand the product, but they understand the culture behind it. So we're going to inspire them to run. And mm-hmm. uh, when I receive like on Instagram some messages from people, they're like, uh, oh, yeah, I was not a runner, but I discovered the brand and... Uh, it really uh, resonates and, and for me and uh, now I want to run what well, is the best uh, uh, thing uh, you could say to me. You know, I'm super happy. So uh, it's, it's a great, uh, great feeling when you hear that. Yeah, I think like I was kind of saying before, like the ability for the product or brand to inspire somebody to change their life for the better or get into something that they enjoy and brings happiness to them is is pretty pretty much the best thing possible. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yes. So where do you see the brand going from here? Obviously it's quite a interesting time in the world with isolation and, you know, some wholesale stores closing because it's been really challenging to sort of weather the storm and it feels like there's a lot of shifting going on. Um, yeah. Do you, where do you see yourself going? I imagine the product sort of vision staying the same, but maybe the brand and the storytelling evolving. Yeah, well, in terms of uh, distribution, basically um, the the COVID nineteen crisis has just uh, accelerated our will to shift to another model. So we always wanted to to be more direct to consumer, um, and. Uh, uh, we, we have decided to uh, stop working with wholesale and doing exclusive uh, drops, like monthly drops. So every month from July, we will launch uh, a series of 15 products every month with, uh, with I mean, of course, uh, connected to, to content. And um, only one wholesaler will be allowed to sell also the product. And basically, um, that way, uh, you have... Uh, because for us, it's important to keep on working with uh, exclusive wholesalers because the idea, again, is to inspire people to run, you know? And um, uh, uh, so the more people are seeing the, the product and, and, the, and the storytelling, we believe that more people will, will run and more people will reach the high. Because at the end, this is what we want. We want people mm-hmm. to reach the high. So... Um, we decided to make uh, 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 exclusive drops that would be only distributed through our own channel and uh, in partnership with one distributor or one uh, wholesaler. Um, and basically doing this, we say no to uh, uh, a global distribution. Mm. Um, so we are obviously uh, taking um, a risk maybe, but also, uh, 
I mean, the fashion week calendar doesn't make any sense for a brand like us because mm -hmm. what matters is the runner's calendar. And the runner's calendar is about training, uh, uh, races, and, and temperature, basically. So, you know, this is what matters. Uh, and, and we want to stick to this calendar. We don't want to stick to the fashion week calendar. So the wholesale has to adapt. We won't adapt to the wholesale. Right. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it feels like more brands are sort of moving in that direction. And I think, like you said, the COVID experiences definitely, you know, can accelerate that independence a little bit more. But it also sort of comes from, you know, the whole sort of skateboarding and punk ethos of, you know, do it yourself and take control, make your own choices. So it feels aligned with that. That sort of thinking as well. Yeah, I mean, I grew up with uh, with the do-it-yourself uh, ethos. You know, uh, uh, I grew up to listening to Fugazi and Mano Threat, and you know, mm -hmm. uh, so uh, so uh, since I'm a teenager, I always uh, I always done things by myself, um, you know, music and and and, uh, and uh, you know, cr creating, uh, uh, having a record label. Uh, all those things, I've done it, and it was from my bedroom, and I was a teenager, and uh, not even a computer, you know, like, uh, yeah, so I, 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 this is uh, this is the only way I know how to how to work, actually, so uh, I just keep on doing what I, <laughs> what I, what I, uh, what I know, uh, uh, what I know to do, uh, uh, and at the same time, trying to, to become uh Uh, a better person, you know. I think uh, uh, running has really uh, changed my life and uh, uh, makes me more happier. And I really want more people to to experience this. Mm -hmm. I often think about like you know, I didn't skateboard a ton when I was little, but I did a little bit. But I think like when I have a kid, I would want to give them a skateboard because I feel yeah. like you know you can learn so much from from that sport from having to work really hard to get a trick down, to falling down and getting back up again, the sort of culture and, you know, there's a bit more grit to it than potentially just like falling into a more of a classic team sport sometimes. I'm curious to yeah. know, like, do you, do you feel that way? Do you feel like you've sort of, you know, helped like develop your independent, you know, confidence in starting a new brand or a new, a cafe or, you know, just being creative and feeling good about it? you know, a little bit to that, developing that sort of mindset? Yeah, well, you know, um, uh, I, I think that when you, when you grew up skateboarding, first you have a different approach of architecture. So mm. the vision you have of the world is completely different from someone who doesn't skate. Because if you see stairs or if you see a bench, you won't think about like a bench where to sit or stairs, uh, you know, you're going to think about what, what trick you're going to do over the bench or over the stairs. So uh, your vision is completely uh, uh, different. And I think this allows us, like later, to have a different approach of things. And um, uh, 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 I believe that if you, if, you, if, you have, if you grew up with skateboarding, you should be more creative. So it's a good idea, I think, to, to give to your kid Uh, to your to your to your son or to your daughter uh, a skateboard. It's, it's a great idea because uh, it's uh, it's I don't know it's maybe the keys to to, uh, to creativity. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, what, what was again your, your question? I think I just uh, <laughs> focused on the skateboard part. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess just like, yeah, I mean, it, it does really help you. It teaches you to look at the world in a different way. And yeah, yeah. and also just like resilience, I think. No, yes, of course, of course. But skateboarding is a, is a great uh, equalizer, you know, like, uh, you know, wherever you're from and uh, where you are, you know, uh, you have your skateboard and you have to do the trick, you know, there's no, if you have money or if you don't have money or it's, it's everybody's the same, you know? Mm. So, uh, uh, that's what I like with, uh, with, uh, street sports actually, or street activity and running is the same. Mm-hmm. Running is exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. The pavement is the same for everyone. Just as hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the road's yes, just as exactly. long. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, the other sort of big part of your life, it seems like, is music. And there's been music integrated into Satisfy by some of the playlists and and then some of the the runners that you feature, musicians as well. Um, yeah. You obviously have a big relationship with music as well. I wonder how you find that sort of as a, you know, complement to life in general, but also to sort of the creative process outside of music. Yeah, so uh, well, music, of course, is is very important, um, and I think my uh, my inspiration always starts with with music. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Um, I mean, there's different layers. You know, it could be uh, it could be, of course, the music or the lyrics or the the genre or uh, or the 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 graphics behind the band. So it's, it's multiple, uh, uh, inspiration. Um, but also, uh, again, uh, to cycle back to the skateboard, like, uh, you, 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 discover music through skateboard videos. Like the music was incredible. Mm-hmm. And the only way, I mean, in the nineties, the only way to, to, to find, uh, I mean, what was playing on the, on the, on the, on the VHS, was uh, you know you have to wait at the end and you have to read the credit and you have to remember uh, like who was getting a that song you know so it was a lot of uh, of work you know to find the music so uh, uh, yeah I mean uh, it makes you very very geeky and nerdy you know uh, I, I know that I remember that uh, I used to know like by heart all the 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 number of the songs of every album like now you know i'm just like uh, uh, lazy because i'm going i mean i collect vinyl records but uh, most of my music i listen to it on spotify and, and i don't even know the titles of the songs you know but <laughs> when uh, like in the 90s uh, you're just uh, you're so geeky and uh, so i guess music also bring uh, this uh, this uh, behavior uh, being kind of like uh, very geeky about things, you know, and uh, uh, I guess this has played a role in my uh, in my creative process too, being very very geeky and and, and precise. Uh, so this is how also music can inspire you. But also, mm-hmm. I played in, in in bands like in in basically only like heavy metal and and punk rock bands. So uh, you know. Uh, playing in squads, like recording albums. And uh, there was no internet. It was really about like uh, uh, writing a letter to receive the the distribution, uh, like the, the list of records you could get. Mm. Um, also, if you if you spend like $20 in a record, you have to like the record uh, because it was money. You know, when you're a kid, you have the money uh, uh, from, maybe, I mean, if you're lucky, from your parents. 
and um, but you know you 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 force yourself to like the record because you wait a, a month to get the record uh, you know so it 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 creates i think i think music is really uh, something that um, that makes you uh, who you are and uh, and uh, uh, i mean for, actually for me this is uh, i think this is uh, a very important part of me and it made me what I, what i am now and especially when i when i was into like punk rock and and straight edge music and hardcore you know uh, uh, i mean i became vegan because of of, uh, of music mm. and um So it really uh, it really changed my my, my life. Also, uh, music changed my life as like like running, and as I probably run because uh, because uh, uh, because uh, I was healthy and I was healthy because I grew up listening to to uh, straight edge hardcore. You know, mm -hmm. that's very strange, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is kind of a funny juxtaposition for people who don't like understand that like sect of of punk rock that it is like it has this really healthy lifestyle component to it. But it's cool yeah. because I've spoken to a few people that have been inspired to be healthier because of that. And it's not something that, you know, most people maybe know on the surface. But, you know, I, I love the like stories of buying albums and spending like your last dollar on it. I remember like convincing my little brother, like, okay, you pay 10 bucks and I'll pay 10 bucks and we'll share this CD, you know, and then you're reading the, the, the album lining about who produced it and the lyrics and yes, you like cherish it so much more because you know you only get that one cd for however many months or that one out that one vinyl or whatever it is now it's like spotify there's like 20 new albums every friday and there's none yeah. of that information it's like it feels more throwaway you know and i feel like when it comes to satisfy clothing there's a little bit of a return to that you know, partially because of the price, but also because it's like, oh, this fabric feels special or these details are unique. And it's kind of encourages you to cherish it a little bit more. And maybe you just wear that one thing all the time. But that sort of like feeling of like, oh, yeah, I kind of got this one thing and I'm excited about it. And it makes me want to run and it makes me want to, you know, share, or just be excited about it. Yeah, it makes me very happy that you say that because it's exactly uh Uh, uh, what you expect, uh, well, what I expect uh, uh, doing, you know, and uh, again, it's it's not only about the product; it's also to inspire and um, and uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's uh, it's exactly about uh, about about that. Exactly about that. Yeah, that's cool. Oh yeah, I was going to ask you about sort of um, like when you collaborate with other brands. You know, you've worked with District Vision and Solomon, which are two of my sort of other favorite brands that are in the the running space right now, creating some interesting products with with cool intention and whatnot. I was wondering, like, how do you approach like that sort of collaborative process? Um, so Solomon, they reached out to us actually. And um, I, I'm from uh, Grenoble, which is the south uh, east of France, from the Alps. So, and um, so I basically grew up one hour away from uh, Salomon uh, headquarters. Um, so I was very familiar with the brand because um, living in the Alps, uh, you know, you're in contact with um, with uh, with those brands. Uh, I, I, I grew up also like snowboarding and you know 
skiing. And so I was very familiar with, with, with Solomon. So when they reached out to us, I was, of course, a, a, a very, um, uh, very happy. Um, and, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was pretty natural, actually. Uh, the process was natural. And, uh, uh, yeah, we managed to do, like, a good pair of, uh, of, uh, of Sonic Air Max. Uh, I, love, I love those shoes. Um, yeah, uh, I, I was very, uh, I mean, the, like, that, that uh, I mean, it's, it's a big, it's a, it's a massive brand. It's a big brand. So when when they reach out to us, I was of course, uh, uh, yeah. You you feel uh, you feel oh wow, I'm 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 I'm, I'm actually behind like a, a real brand. Like you know, <laughs> some people uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> noticed what we do. You know, so um, so yeah, it it, it happened to very it it uh, what happened with them was uh, very very simple. You know, we 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 collaborated um, on the design part and. Um, uh, the idea was to bring um, satisfy element to the to the shoe. So uh, we uh, we managed to uh, to um, to make like a new uh, like the inside of the shoe uh, has been uh, has been changed to make it more comfortable. And we uh, of course like the the colors and the the I mean it's not like we haven't taken like a, a pair of shoe and we just changed the colors. No, it was. More about that. It was more about uh, sorry. It was more about uh, making the shoe better mm-hmm. and and more premium. So we changed a bunch of fabrics and uh, we added like padding and stuff to make it super comfortable. So it was very very interesting. And we did it um, we did it twice actually with them. We we did like three pairs of shoes and the collaboration has lasted for uh, more than one year. And um, district vision. So I met Tom actually in Stockholm like. Uh, uh, when he was working on district vision project and I was working on Satisfy. So uh, both of us were in the process of creating our brands. Mm. And uh, because we have, um, we have one friend in common and, uh, and, uh, and yeah, and then uh, they started to do uh, their, their, uh, the, the sunglasses and uh, yeah, same, they reached out. I mean, I, I don't think they reached out to us. I think it was very natural with them because we started at the same time. So it was very, uh, uh, you know, it was a, a kind of an obvious mm-hmm. uh, a, a choice to collaborate uh, with them. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That sounds that's that's always good when it comes that way. But um, yeah, I'm sure it's a cool process to have Solomon reach out to you and want to work with you. You know, when I've like made products with brands and stuff in the past and I, and then I see it out in the world, I always get like kind of excited to see it sort of in the wild. Do you find yourself, you know, seeing people run around Paris or other cities that you're yeah. in and like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> like people are actually really out there using it. Yes. Like this is something. Yes. It's not yeah. just in my little world. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. And, uh, I mean, I had this experience before with my, uh, my previous brand, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you start to see people wearing your product, you're like, oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> it's something. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I saw people in in Stockholm, in in the US, like in in New York and in Los Angeles, and also in Paris wearing uh, wearing Satisfy, and uh, and most of the time they were like a full kit, mm-hmm. so uh, it's pretty uh, it's a, it's like a statement, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty strong. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great feeling. Yeah, that's cool. 
So um, in the near future, is there anything that you're excited about with the brand in terms of like new fabrics you found or products that, that you're creating that are got you sort of feeling excited about putting out? Yeah, so we, we have a, a, new, uh, a, a new collaboration, which is uh, still confidential, but uh, we're happy to collaborate with, uh, with, uh, with a brand uh, for uh, July 21. Um, and uh, so we keep on working on, on, on collabs with, with brands that we respect and uh, uh, with brands that are relevant to what we do. Uh, but also we are releasing like a record uh, in June. So it's like a double vinyl record with the music that we have recorded uh, during our session in Malibu for the studio, uh, for the studio uh, uh, collection. Um, uh, I hope we will be able to develop a women's uh, women's line uh, pretty soon. At the moment, we say that our brand is uh, uh, gender fluid because, of course, uh, women can wear like the tops and, and most of the product. But um, some of the products are, are, are not adapted to the woman's body. So uh, the idea is to develop like a, a capsule which is much more uh, women oriented. So this is something that we really. Uh, uh, we really want to want to do uh, also like this um, this new model this new drop model um, is uh, I mean we just we are just six people at satisfy so it's a lot uh, it's a lot of work mm. uh, I think if we manage to to keep on this pace uh, of dropping every month and uh, and uh, uh, keep going on with the collaborations like uh, for a few years we would be very very uh, uh, happy but i'm not someone that really plan things you know mm. and uh, i know that uh, he, he can make he can make um, my uh, my uh, my team crazy sometimes <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah i'm not really a planner <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes I just have ideas and I want it right away. And, you know, uh, I'm not uh, the best, uh, I'm not the best organized person, I think. Uh, but maybe that's what makes the charm also of the brand. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm curious you know, on that side too, you know, running a small business is, is pretty challenging in itself. So, you know, do you find somebody who is w well organized to work alongside you to help you with that or, just yeah, on, like... the, on, the, on the business size, I'm I'm pretty uh, organized. Yeah. But on the creativity size, <laughs> uh, 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 on, on the creativity side, I'm uh, I I allow myself to be a bit more like uh, uh, flexible. But no, we we I think we have a strong foundation uh, uh, business wise. Um, we 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 um, we are lucky enough to. Um, to to have raised money with uh, uh, with very uh, um, like with a great team actually uh, of uh, of people uh, from different countries from from different uh, uh, with different background so um, uh, yeah the brand is 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 backed with uh, a great uh, a great team. Um, but no, I think I think we we uh, also we are very precautious. We are not like you know we're not like uh, uh, you know we we know we know what it takes uh, to make uh, to make a brand, and we know uh, that the business um, can uh, flip uh, 
uh, can flip like in a, in a month, you know. Mm -hmm. So uh, um, we keep it very, very tight and we, we keep it very uh, family style. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, yeah, I, th I think we're doing a great job uh, on, on, on that part. Yeah, it feels that way. Like it, on the outside, it has like an intimate feel to it, I guess. Yes, you want to grow, but you want to grow organically. You know, you don't want to you don't want to to blow in the air. Uh, so uh, yeah, uh, but also uh, it's also my experience. You know, I have brands before, and um, and uh, uh, you know, I, I I won't do the the you do when you do when when you when when you work to do mistakes. You know, and. Uh, uh, The good news is that uh, I try not to do the same same mistake uh, twice. You mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm doing obviously other mistakes, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's uh, how it is to to be an entrepreneur, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. There's no way around it. But yeah, the like, important thing is learning from the mistakes for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's probably a good spot to leave it for today. But thanks again so much for for your time and sharing your story and about the brand. It's cool to learn a lot more about it. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, I didn't tell you, but I really like, uh, uh, uh your, uh, your blog, right? Into the Well. It's a great, I think first the design is, is really, really cool. And, uh, it's funny because I was first attracted by the design of the, of the, of the blog. So it, it made me want to, to read it actually. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is how I got into, uh, into your, uh, your, uh, your media actually. Uh, I was like, wow, at the end, uh, yeah, would you, I can finally find like, uh, like uh, uh, stories about wellness, which are not like, uh, you know, uh, uh, what, 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 I mean, you know, what, what type of, uh, of a blog you can, you can, uh, uh, you can see around the web, you know, when it comes about, when it comes uh, to, mm -hmm. to wellness or, you know, uh, so, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really, really well done. I really like it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I felt like there's a missing space to present that kind of like content and information in a way that like looks nice too. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Definitely. Cool. Well, I look forward to, so, to chatting again and maybe going for a run sometime. Yes. Do you come to Paris sometimes? I used to come quite often, but since I've been in LA, I haven't traveled as much the last couple of years, yeah. but I'm sure I'll be back. Where, yeah. where do you live in LA? Uh, in Silver Lake. Oh, yeah. Where in Silver Lake? Um, on, it's on Griffith Park Boulevard. It's near where the reservoir is. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to run uh, there. Yeah. yeah. You know, my, my coffee shop uh, um, has been inspired by the. I mean, the first time I went, not the first time, but the second time I went to Los Angeles, we stayed in Silver Lake, and um, and um, I discovered Intelligentsia with the tiles. You know, with the nice uh, tiles. Mm, and yeah. so, uh, the coffee shop we have uh, in Paris, we have some. Um, We got inspired by those uh, Moroccan style uh, uh, tiles. Ah. So that's kind of an homage to the intelligentsia from uh, Los Angeles, from Silver Lake. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I always stay in Silver Lake when I when I come to to Los Angeles too. I think that's a it's a great spot for reading, and uh, mm -hmm. you can. I mean, it's it's very uh, convenient. Yeah, that's good. I like it for the most part. I wish, like, sometimes I miss the miss the ocean a little bit. I wish we were a bit closer. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Soon enough. Get back out there. Do you do you do you surf or? Uh... No, I haven't been surfing. Like I did a little bit when I was younger, but um, yeah. the last couple years, almost two years, actually, I've like had a bad knee injury. So I've been wanting to get back into it because one of my friends who lives around the corner surfs all the time. So I I want to get out there because I feel like that is you know such a 
deeply sort of meditative and connected to the earth activity to do that. Because sometimes I find running can be meditative, but you can also just like think, think way too much as well. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you run with music? I do most of the time. Yeah. Some like the other mm. day, actually, like my headphones were in the office here and my girlfriend was on a phone call and I was like, oh, I'll just leave it and go for a run. And it's, it was like such a different experience. Yeah. I, 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 I don't mind. Uh, I mean, I run with music, but if I have to train or I'm happy not to listen to music, you mm -hmm. know, I'd rather listening to my breath or, mm -hmm. um, but, uh, it's, it, it, I mean, when you want to, when, when there's a new record and you want to listen to a new record, a new album, mm -hmm. running is great, you know, because yeah. you, know, it, it, you never really listen to an album at home, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's easy to be distracted. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, like, yeah, you can yeah. be kind of feel into it a lot more. Yes. Yeah. True. I like it. I like that too. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, speak soon. Yeah, sounds good. Take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Whether you listen to it on Spotify, Apple, or through our website, it would be great to hear your feedback and thoughts. If you're able to leave a review, it'll really help us share the message and share the podcast with more people. Thank you.